Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty. We're based here in the South Bay of Greater Los Angeles. It is July 29th, 2022. We are in the heart of summer. I am loving the warm weather and everyone kicking back and quite frankly, the market kicking back and getting back to what is maybe a normalized market where buyers and sellers actually have to work together on making market prices rather than this insanity we were used to over the past couple of years. So I'm excited to do another episode with you guys. We have got three topics today. Topic number one, quick deals at lower prices in the South Bay. I'm going to talk to you about we are used to homes going in escrow fast and going above asking. That is not the case anymore. Number two, pandemic markets. I'm going to talk about markets that have benefited from the pandemic went skyrocketing in price and how that may be coming back down to earth, where that's happening maybe outside of the South Bay and where it may be happening here in the South Bay. And then finally, I'm going to be talking about interest rates and how they might have peaked I am no expert in interest rates, and quite frankly, every time I try to predict interest rates, I am way off, but I'm going to talk about how they might have peaked. So I'm not making a prediction, but I'm going to talk to you guys about that. So number one, quick deals at lower prices. Number two, pandemic markets and how interest rates may have peaked. So let's get into topic number one, quick deals at lower prices. So what is interesting is... Quite frankly, when people see a home that comes on the market on a Thursday or a Friday is on the MLS for a weekend and then goes to escrow on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or Thursday, they go, hey, that was a fast deal, multiple offers, it's going over asking. The past two years, this pandemic marketplace, whenever you saw a place go into escrow under a week, you could assume that nine times out of 10, it was going higher and quite frankly, significantly higher. Quick deals at lower prices suggest quite the opposite, and we are starting to see that happen. We are now starting to see quick deals made here in the South Bay, but sometimes they're at lower prices, and it's starting to happen more and more. It isn't this, oh, now we're making fast deals, everyone's cutting their prices, everyone's doing lower prices. No, but we are seeing more and more examples of sellers taking quick deals at lower prices, which is starting to show that shift. Are we seeing it showing up in the numbers? No, but we are seeing the shift in the market where sellers maybe priced just right or a little too high, and they're smart enough to take it fast and not mess around by sitting on the market. I'm going to give you an example. I have a listing in Palos Verdes Estates, Lenata Bay. We made a quick deal. A lot of agents were calling me to see how it was done. How did you get multiple offers? I'm still on the market. The market seems to be normalizing. Quite frankly, my sellers took a lower quick offer. And I think they were smart. I told them, I said, look, we may not get full asking in this new changing market, but I'm confident if you stay on the market, you might actually get a little bit higher. But this offer that we got had amazing terms. 
They came in a little bit lower and probably pressed a little bit lower than what a standard buyer would. And my clients are like, look, we already bought our new home. We're in a great position. Rather than fight over one or two percentage points, we rather just take the deal. Let's move forward. The market's shifting. Let's not dilly-dally around. And they took a quick deal at a lower price with great terms. And I don't blame them with everything we're reading in the national headlines and people starting to see inventory tick up and those higher interest rates starting to affect buyers. I think they made a smart and prudent decision. I encourage them that I think if we stayed on the market, we would get a higher offer. But they said, why get greedy? We're happy with this offer. It's like selling or buying a stock. One day, you might have bought it yesterday at 3% lower, and then it popped the next day. But know what? Long term, doesn't really make a massive difference. I think in their mind, they wanted to simplify their life. They didn't need to squabble over one or two percentage points. And they're in escrow with a great buyer, and they have peace of mind. So that is something that happened with a client very recently. I saw it on a beautiful mid-century modern on Via Subida on the east side of the hill of Palos Verdes, six bedrooms, 6,700 square foot home, massive views, huge estate on the east side of the hill. That pandemic play would have gone multiple offers, well over asking whatever price you wanted, boom, done. Guess what? Gorgeous, gorgeous home, incredible property that rarely comes on the market, made a deal after just 12 days on the market, at a $324,000 discount. We're talking about an almost $4 million home taking that big of a discount that quickly. The market has shifted. We're seeing it in some places in Manhattan Beach and Hermosa and Redondo. Let me give you an example. The hill section in Manhattan Beach, one of the most desirable areas in all of the South Bay, big lots, big homes, still walkable to downtown Manhattan Beach. There was a home on First Street that came to the market. It made a quick deal in nine days. It was asking 525, and it sold for 515. Not a massive discount, not a jaw-dropping discount, but 100 grand lower really quickly. They likely had one offer or an offer or two or three, all offering lower. They took the quick deal. They got it done. They have peace of mind. And the buyer's probably happy that they got to negotiate a little bit off the top. So we are starting to see quick deals at lower prices more and more and more. And let me tell you, when I looked at some of these quick deals, if you look at my blog post that I posted just yesterday, I went into this in more detail, but I took a sample of the past 10 days of closings, this was probably about 12 days ago, there were still more homes selling over asking than there were homes selling below asking and quite a few homes selling at asking. So the market is still on very strong footing, but the South Bay is starting to see some of those things that we're reading in the national headlines where people are taking lower prices. It's happening slowly but surely around here, and we'll see if it takes a couple of months, a couple of quarters to start showing up in the medium price data along with inventory levels. But I think those are some good things for you as listeners to know about it, and it is coming, and we'll see if it gets to be a bigger, bigger, bigger share of the market. 
Topic number two, the pandemic markets. So what I call pandemic markets are suburban areas, vacation areas. Where did everyone want to go when they could work from home or weren't working or sheltering from the coronavirus? What are some of those marketplaces? Well, hey, nationally speaking, you hear a lot of people about heading out to Montana. You hear about Jackson Hole. You hear about Lake Tahoe. Palm Desert. Those were vacation areas that were second home areas that became work from home, study from home, let's relocate there and live our life remotely. Those markets, Palm Desert went crazy, Lake Tahoe went crazy, Jackson Hole was insane. Those markets had a crazy surge. I think I talked about on a past podcast, hey, look, be very careful buying some of these second home marketplaces because they typically are boom bust markets where they surge in great times and get crushed in bad times. And quite frankly, they overperform their surge thanks to coronavirus. We are now hearing and seeing about these second home markets starting to soften up. I talked about an example of a Manhattan Beach client putting their Manhattan Beach home up for sale, 1030 wanting it into a Jackson Hole home, couldn't find a good enough deal, but saw the Jackson Hole market softening and went, hey, I'm going to wait. So he canceled his Manhattan Beach deal. He thinks Manhattan Beach is going to hold its value better than the second home markets. He's going to sell Manhattan Beach next year and he'll buy into Jackson Hole lower next year. We are hearing about that in Lake Tahoe, in Palm Desert. Where am I going with this? You don't care about that? You you care about Los Angeles and the South Bay? I am going with this because what markets in the South Bay benefited the most during the pandemic? The answer is Palace Verdes. Palace Verdes was always the sleepy, residential, rural area, if you like to call it here in the South Bay compared to the beach cities, and Palace Verdes took off during the pandemic. So did the beach cities, but Palace Verdes even more behind the gates in Rolling Hills. It was the best performing submarket in all of the South Bay. You saw Palace Verdes estates explode. You saw RPV explode and Rolling Hills estates with the Rolling Hills Country Club. It was a pandemic beneficiary. I want to share with you guys, if I was going to give you any feel, anecdotal evidence, me looking at inventory, prices, price cuts, if you were to pick out the pandemic marketplace that maybe is going to soften up now and do it faster than other areas, it's Palace Verdes. I am seeing inventory rise a little bit. The homes that used to be really hot in Palos Verdes aren't so hot anymore, where if, hey, a new construction in the Manhattan Beach tree section comes out and it's reasonably priced, it's gone. The more desirable homes in PV that were making record prices, I'm seeing that soften up. And I do believe, just like you saw pandemic stocks like Zoom and DocuSign and not profitable companies all coming back down to earth and crashing. Yeah, no, Palace Verdes isn't crashing. But what is that stock that is had record highs at the end of 2021, but has fallen now to its early 2020 or end of 2019 value levels? That's kind of Palace Verdes. It over-benefited from the pandemic, and I am starting to see a shift and a softening there more than Hermosa 
Redondo, and Manhattan Beach. So I want you all to take a note of that. Is Palos Verdes crashing? No. Is inventory rising? Yes, it is slightly. I think you can be very careful and very patient as a buyer in PV. You're not going to steal a property, but you're going to get things lower than you could just six months ago. And for sellers, you need to be super reasonable on your prices. Are you listing at what the comps say or slightly lower? And you know what? Does someone offer you one or two or three percentage points below the highest comps three or six months ago? That's okay. Guess what? Maybe you didn't maximize and sell your home at 50% appreciation from the last two years, but maybe you sold it with 45% appreciation or 44 or 43 over the last two years. That's a pretty darn good number. Not all of us can time the market. So be happy as a Palos Verde seller, this surge that you got that normally you would have seen Palos Verdes really lagging the beach cities and it overperformed during the pandemic. So I think all of you should watch that market closely as I think it will soften and it's beginning to soften more than the beach cities at this time as a pandemic marketplace, at least when it comes to the South Bay. And for all of you who are listening in LA or California, think about if you live in a suburb of downtown Los Angeles or a suburb of a suburb of downtown Los Angeles, maybe not Pasadena, but what's a suburb outside of Pasadena that people look for affordable pricing that maybe people went out to, those are the markets that are going to soften the pandemic beneficiaries. I'm not saying a crash or anything bad, but they are going to soften more than the areas now by major work centers when people start going back to work or with restaurants or entertainment or the beach. Those are going to hold up most likely better than the beneficiaries of the pandemic over the past two years. Topic number three, interest rates may have peaked. I want to write a blog post about this. It's hard to write blog posts about this because I'm not an interest rate expert. I'm not a Federal Reserve expert. I'm a realtor. But I do my homework. I used to be a, a mortgage broker. I studied how mortgage rates worked. I understand how the Fed interacts with 10-year treasuries and how mortgage-backed securities typically trend 10-year mortgage-backs. They don't follow exactly but they are used as a hedge, which is why they typically move with 10-year treasuries. But let's talk about what happened on Wednesday. Today's Friday, the 29th of July. On Wednesday, Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, came out, the head of the Federal Reserve, and hiked interest rates three quarters of a point, 0.75%. And so if you are not educated on how mortgage rates work. Everyone goes, oh my goodness, mortgage rates are going up by three quarters of a point because the Fed raised rates. That is incorrect. Mortgage rates did not go up three quarters of a point. Mortgage rates go up based on mortgage-backed securities and the demand. If there's high demand for mortgage-backed securities, interest rates fall. If there's lower demand, they have to rise to attract investors to buy those mortgages. So what I want to talk about is, is you need to remember that interest rates when they were at their all-time lows in the 2% range in the, at 3% and below just three, four, five months ago, interest rates started rising before the Fed ever hiked rates. 
partially because the Fed was channeling that they were going to raise rates, but mortgage rates anticipate where the Fed is going to go, and it's its own market. And let me tell you, rates just a month or so ago essentially doubled and went up by three percentage points. People were below 3%, and now they were almost at 6%. The Fed did not raise rates by 3%. Even Fed, uh, Fed Chairman Jay Powell, after Wednesday's announcements, they have not raised rates by 3%, but mortgage rates have jumped by 3%. So you can see how they're their own animal. But let me tell you the most important thing that Jay Powell said on Wednesday. He raised rates by three quarters of a point, but he said, we think we are seeing signs that we are winning the war against inflation. Commodities are coming down. We have seen that with lumber and building materials coming down. They are seeing Target and Walmart announce that they bought way too much inventory that was pandemic-driven, and now they have huge gluts of inventory, and they are going to have big-time sales. We are seeing that the ports are maybe opening up. I'm not an expert on that, but some people have said that to me. There are things that are starting to show that inflation is, I guess the right word would be, leveling off, as I've used it at another blog, and that they may be winning this war against inflation. So he said, we are not indefinitely going to raise rates next meeting, but we are going to be data-driven and see what happens. So what happened after Wednesday? Well, Thursday, I had one of the, the lenders I work with from Chase Bank call me and said, hey, Richard, I know you heard about the interest rate rise, but rates have actually fallen by a quarter of a point and some of our products even more. And we were at close to 5% on some products, and now we're at four and a quarter, and at some 4%. And he then went on to say, hey, Fed Pal is being a little bit more dovish or a little bit more not as, as strong on interest rates. So you guys, mortgage rates anticipate that. And so even though he raised rates on Wednesday, Thursday, they fell in a big way. And so while I'm not trying to make a prediction that interest rates will fall, what I am saying is the Fed is seeing that they may be winning the war against inflation. And if the next six-week meeting, they see even more collapsing in commodity prices, more sales and inventory rising, it getting easier on the consumer, they may not raise interest rates or they may raise it by a quarter of a point or they may do it one more time and say they're stopping. And that's great for mortgage rates. If they say they're going to just hold interest rates, Mortgage rates will come down even more because that means inflation is getting tamed and lenders don't have to worry about their interest rate getting eaten alive by inflation and them losing money. And that's going to be great for the housing market. So we are seeing the softness. Let me wrap all this up. So we are seeing quick deals at lower prices. We're seeing a shift here in the South Bay market, but that is still on very strong footing. However, a lot of this, I think, has happened because of high interest rates, and that's a good thing. We needed to slow down the market. But I want you to know this softness that we're seeing could turn into just a plateau or going back to growth or even a little bit of strength if we see interest rates fall 
over the next couple of months or at the end of the year when the Fed has tamed inflation. And you all know that I believe millennials are really going to drive this housing market over the next couple of decades, and they're just getting started. Imagine if we get to 4% interest rates or three and three quarters, the market is going to be on really sound footing. So there you guys have it. That's the latest podcast for you. Watch out for those quick deals at lower prices. Study those pandemic marketplaces like Palace Verdes and be patient if you're a buyer and see if interest rates may have peaked. That might be a nice little juice to our real estate markets here that might juice our markets here at the end of the year if it holds true. So anyway, everyone, great to See you here on YouTube. Thanks for listening to another podcast. I'll get back at you in August. Enjoy summer. Have a great time. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Take care.